And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue, in the east end of Toronto, Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. What is good, Raptors fans? A, a hectic day in Toronto. <laughs> a hectic day. And I feel like the temperature would be a little bit different if, you know, you didn't have the wraps to fall back on the, you know, defending NBA champion Toronto Raptors. But we are here, of course, to discuss that with my guy Q. Q, what is going on? Say what's up to the people. What's going on, people? See Leafland, they're trying to trying to take a little little play out of the Raptors book there. <laughs> fire their fire their coach. Bring in bring in the young guy. <laughs> bring in the young guy. See gunner. if it works. Bring in the young gunner. Will yeah. it work twice for MLSE? I don't know. But the point is we know that it's worked once with your Toronto Raptors as they come up with a huge victory, 113-97 to over their first-round opponents from last year's playoff run, the Orlando Magic. And Raptors improved to 10-4 and on the season, 5-0 and at home. Again, this is the Wrap It Up podcast. Huge shouts to you guys, all the people that tune in live on Twitter, at Shell Alexander, because we are here after each and every Toronto Raptors game, and I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. And if you're one of the people listening right now, don't hesitate to give a little retweet and shed the spread the love that is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show because this is for you guys. And I know if you flick around the channels right now, I'm going to guess that they're not talking about the Raptors. And I get it. And I get it. I understand it. Trust me, I rushed home after work after our live two-hour Tim and Sid show today. I rushed home. Almost died in an Uber. But that's a story for another day. But hey, we're here to talk Raps because... That's what we're here to do as fans and, of course, as hosts of this, the Wrap It Up podcast. But as mentioned, it's a people's pod where we take your comments and questions live. So that goes for Twitter, at Shell Alexander. Again, retweet, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Same thing goes for Instagram, at Sheldon Alexander. And hey, if you want to go jump on the Leafs wave and listen to what's going on on all the <laughs> channels right now, talking about the Leafs, cool, no problem. We got you covered here because this becomes a podcast that you can find on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. Just search On Blast Podcast or my name, Sheldon Alexander. We got you covered. And you know what? The Toronto Raptors had everything Orlando Magic covered in this game tonight. And it kind of was easy work. Like, the game kind of wasn't really in doubt. The Raps kind of, they got off to a really good start. They were up early, had an early, like, run where it was 7 nothing, or sorry, a 7-0 run that extended the lead early. And, you know, I guess the weirdest thing early was OG's goggles, <laughs> which didn't last long. Didn't last right? long at all. Um, OG got rid of the goggles kind of as quickly as the Raps got rid of Orlando. And right out the gate, you know who gave them some good, solid minutes early on? I got to say that it was Norman Powell. Norman Powell came out the gates gunning, and I'll give Norm credit for this. He finished with 15 points on 7 of 11 shooting, and Norm started the game 3 of 3, so he was hot from early, but he didn't force anything late. Yeah. 
Right. He didn't try to extend it and say, hey, I'm going for 30 tonight or whatever. He remained under control for the most part, which is tough for Norm, we know. But Norm has now entered into double-digit scoring in six of his last seven games. Consistency. Talk about it. Norm seems to be your hot button. You know, we talked, we've been talking about it. I feel like me and you have had the game so far where we're talking about Norm's consistency. We saw that in this game. Six of seven now and double digits for Norman Powell. Are, are we seeing the Norm that we want to see now? Uh, definitely. It, it's one where he, he doesn't have to force it, mm-hmm. right? I think he's finally figured out that especially with these guys on the floor that are on the floor and dressing that are healthy, yeah. the ball just moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to get shots. Yeah. Right? Yep. Coach, coach, you know, coach is even dialing up a few plays for Norm. Yeah. Some isolation plays. Right? Totally. So it's nothing. He, he knows he doesn't have to force any shots because who knows when the ball is going to come around. Yeah. The rotation's good. You just move in within the offense. The ball is going to come in your hands. And when you find yourself on a mismatch, take it to the basket. You're totally right about that. And the way that the Raps offense consistently has been working, Marcus Gasol with five assists in this game, but again, that was all like early work, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, Norm's getting layups. A lot of these guys are getting layups. And it's not only just a Marcus Gasol finding cutters. I really think Fred Van Fleet changes everything for the Raps. And he was a high scorer for the Raps with 24 points in this game, 10 of 19 shooting, seven assists. But... The key to me with Freddie is him being able to break down and get into the paint. And once he gets in the paint, he's able to make the tough layups. We know he gets blocked a little bit, but that's a size thing. But he doesn't get deterred. But as long as he keeps getting in the paint, that opens up everything else for everyone, right? And whether it's the dimes, whether it's hitting the cutters, pick and roll guys, how key has Freddie been for this Raptors team? Not only, you know, in tonight's game, but for the whole season, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Um, I think the difference between Fred and Kyle okay. is Fred makes those baskets in the inside. Okay. So it's not Kyle, – Kyle would break down the defense, but yeah. you know a, it's, it's a pass. Yeah, yeah. Right? And Kyle sometimes driving to get fouled. Exactly. Not necessarily driving to score. Right. But with Fred, you have to guard it because if he catches you slipping, yeah. it's one, one step and, and, and it's a layup. Yeah. Right? So the defense has to collapse on him, mm-hmm. which gives Norm or whoever is out there yeah. that much more time mm-hmm. to just relax and take the shot. Yeah. It's so it's totally true. And I think that the thing with Freddie, his shooting percentages have been a lot better as of late. And he's getting more confident just in his role in terms of conducting the Raps offense. Whether it's the herky jerky, you know, stop and starts that he does all the time, the hezies as the kids say, mm-hmm. getting in the lane and making those easy baskets or even just, you know, getting past defenders. But DJ Augustine can't guard <laughs> Fred Van Fleet, right? And Markel Fultz, although he looks a lot better mm-hmm. than he did, obviously, before he got traded and even a little bit after he got traded, but Fred Van Fleet, most nights, has looked really, really good. And he looks like a, a for sure starting point guard in this league, yeah. which is something that we weren't really sure about, but we're definitely seeing now. We're seeing it, yeah. I think, um, and I think, I think the, the thing is, and I think they mentioned it if, you, if you're watching the broadcast, mm-hmm. is that not only is he running the offense and, and putting up good numbers, but the team is winning, and winning convincingly. And yes, Orlando's a playoff team. 
Yeah. Right? The, the, the Lakers are contenders. Lakers are first in the West. Right. Well, there you go. So, it, so it's not like, you know, he's beating up on, yeah, you yeah. know. Totally. Atlanta and mm-hmm. the Knicks and, yeah. you know, he, he's, he's doing it against the tough competition. Tough Playoff competition. Teams. And, you know, he's doing it while averaging. I know him and Pascal coming into this game, they were both in the top four in terms of minutes in the entire NBA. Yep. So he's carrying a heavy workload as well. And Fred Van Fleet continues to just lead the team. But the thing that I also like with him and Norm, I mentioned Norm was only one of four from three. Freddie was one of five. And they still find ways to score. And that's just a trust that they that you can see they have now in the Raptors offense. Yeah. And the ball movement that, okay, well, my shot's not going. That's okay. I can still score. And someone else that kind of falls into that category as well is Pascal. 7 of 18 from the floor tonight, 18 points. 18 shots for 18 points, not really that good. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you still look at it. My guy has 11 rebounds, still had four assists, and it's what we continuously are... Some key block, key defensive plays. Very key defensive plays. He had that one crazy hustle play yeah. where he blocked the shot, then the ball went up in the air, and he tipped it again, like, and, he's just, and stopped it from going out of bounds. Pascal is showing you, and it's a key thing that we talked about last year with Kawhi and Danny, and just the reason I keep bringing it up, because I think it is a cultural, like for sure, cultural thing with the team now. Even if your shot's not falling, you can still have a major impact on the game. And Pascal's scoring numbers over his last four games haven't been the crazy numbers that we saw early on from Pascal, right? Like, you look at his scoring numbers, and what, 18 in this game, he had 20 against Charlotte, 15 against Dallas, he had the big boy 36 against Portland, but then 16 against the Clippers, Mm -hmm. right? That's only one game over 20 points. But yet, at the end of the day, right? That's only one game over 20 points. And at the end of the day, you're not complaining. We're not complaining about what Pascal's doing because he's still being effective on both ends of the floor. And he's, and then most importantly too, I don't think he's forcing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, his his shot has been, his mid-range shot has been off. Mm -hmm. So... Again, he's he's driving to the basket, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's another thing with this Nick Nurse offense, and I give a lot of credit to Nick Nurse for this. Is Raptors teams of the past, yeah, would have settled for those outside shots until yes. they magically started falling. Mm-hmm. This team, if the shots aren't falling, they find other ways to get they get to the basket. Yeah, they, you know what I mean. It's it's not just three point shots, three point shots, and hope they fall. Yeah, it's within the offense they 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 create. Easy buckets. It's the beauty of the offense because just at its most simplistic form, everyone's passing up good shots for great shots. So, yeah, I might be shooting maybe a semi-contested three-point shot, but if I pass the ball or if I up fake and drive, now we we got a mismatch going on because it's now five on four because that guy's out of the play. And you you just see that consistently. And these guys, man, when, when the offense is humming and it's, it is contagious. I know it sounds cliche and it sounds like something that people just say about a basketball team, right? Like when when the the ball is humming and everyone's passing the ball and it's in, and everyone's involved, it's contagious, but that's the truth because there's no other explanation that I can think of for why you have something like Terrence Davis <laughs> who comes into this game, he was fuego fire, just bombing threes, finishes with 19 points, 7 of 10 shooting. 
three of five from three-point land. But he has 19 points. Your man's Chris Boucher, 14 and 11 off the bench. You have these guys who are, won the G League MVP from last year, and Terrence Davis, uh, undrafted rookie, just filling in and finding their way in this offense where everyone's just passing the ball, everyone's moving, and it's very simple. Yep. No? Yeah, and I think, and and it's not like the Raptors were winning by 30 and these guys were going up against the other team's bench. Mm -hmm. T. Ross was still on the court. Yeah, yeah. Right? Fultz was still on the court. So these guys are still getting buckets against the first and second line players. It's totally. Not, right? It's not just garbage minutes where you're putting up a quick, yeah. you know, 20 points in five minutes at the end of the fourth. It's it's within the offense. It's within the game mm-hmm. and going up against NBA players. And it's legit rotation minutes. Like Terrence Davis came into this game. He had eight points on three of three shooting in the first quarter. Yep. And this game was a, it was a tie game after one, right? So yep. it was a close game. And he continued to dre- just get buckets in the second quarter, led by Terrence Davis. But of course, Boucher was also doing it on both ends of the floor. I, I highlight that crazy play where Boucher blocks it. Yep. And then Rondé comes the other way down the floor. Misses a layup, right? Misses a layup. <laughs> but Boucher's there for the follow. And that's just energy and being active and bringing it on both ends of the floor. And when you're see- and that's what I mean in terms of contagious. Those bench dudes can't, d- they can't play a different way because you're seeing the starters do that. Yep. And you're seeing results, most importantly. That run right there, uh, Rondé who's just been a beast proving that he definitely needs consistent minutes regardless of when guys come back. More on that later. Remind me to get to that. But Rondé, he had a huge steal, takes it the other way for the dunk. That kept a a 17-2 run to make it an 11-point lead. And I think that was really the start of the Raps just breaking away from Orlando in this game and taking advantage of the fact, really, that Orlando was down two players because... Uh, both Vucevic and uh, Aaron Gordon left the game with ankle injuries. And, I mean, I don't even remember when exactly Aaron Gordon went down. I like, I remember the Vucevic injury. Yeah. And I can't help but think this, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm wondering if Vucevic got a bit of the Gasol flu. <laughs> <laughs> because we know the work that Gasol's done on Vucevic. Last year in the playoffs, where he just completely eliminated him, and he was averaging, what, more than 10 points less than his regular season average. But then also, in this coming into this game, Vucevic was balling. He's Eastern Conference Player of the Week. And my guy in this game sees your man's Mark Gasol, who everyone still wants to hate on Mark Gasol, and just look at what his scoring numbers are. But your man's Vucevic comes in as Eastern Conference Player of the Week, goes one for seven, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then has an ankle injury, <laughs> and I'm out for the rest of the game. Yep. I'm not saying, <laughs> but I'm saying. <laughs> what is it that makes Marcus Gasol such a, like, imposing defender? And, like, is he in Vucevic's head? Like, how is this a thing? Or is it just Marcus Gasol's that good of a defender that this is just what he does? He's just a crafty veteran. <laughs> so it's it's just it's just those plays that, he bangs you the right way. He, you have to guard him at the perimeter. Mm-hmm. He just, he just has you. He brings you out of your comfort zone. 
right? Yeah. When you think you when you think of playing against a guy who's you know seven foot two eighty or whatever Gasol is, you're thinking, okay, I'm just gonna just gonna be in the post. Yeah. Right. He's just gonna post me up. But no, yeah. he takes you outside. Yeah. He he's obviously he's not the quickest guy, but he he gets you pump fakes you. He mm-hmm. you just have to be on your game against him. I think it's like positioning. I want to say scouting report because it seems like he also knows, oh, if you like to turn over one shoulder to the next, like he's going to guard you against that, right? It's all IQ. It's all positioning. And I've been known to be the Gasol defender and I will go down being the Mark Gasol defender because what he does, like it's incredible. Like give me another explanation as to why Vucevic comes into this game and just goes one for seven after being the player of the week in the entire Eastern Conference, and all of a sudden he sees Mark Gasol, and man turns to shook ones. Like, Gasol, he, what he brings to this team, man, it's so good, and I will crush anybody that keeps trying to, to like, downplay Mark Gasol's role on this team, but ask Vucevic, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> ask Embiid. And then, right? it's just, and then it's just the Raptors' offense. Like, they get you moving. Mm-hmm. I think the play he got injured on, he had the guard... It was off a switch. It was off a switch and had to guard somebody at the three-point line. Mm-hmm. They drove past him. Um, I think he made the block on the play, but came down on on, Awkward, on his yeah. awkwardly. But just the fact that he had to be out there in the first place, mm-hmm. right? And, and have to guard and have to move. And, you know, it's, things happen. And It's true. That's another flip side, you know, positive to the Raptors offense everybody's forced to play defense because the ball's always moving. Yep. And some big guys might not be used to that. Having and to then guard. Gasol also on the screen, you have to switch it because that, yeah. that guard's not getting past Gasol's screen. Yeah. So Vucevic had to switch. Yeah. And But that's what I mean, right? Most big guys aren't going to be, even if they are kind of getting used to it, they're not going to be comfortable yeah. out there at the three-point line having to play defense on every single possession. Right, because <laughs> right? that's the offense. It's just insane. But uh, I know there'll be a lot of people commenting on my Marc Gasol love again, and I'm okay with it. But it's just another excuse to get to the comments for sure. Thanks again. If you are tuning in on Twitter, thank you very much, at Shell Alexander, which we are here live and in effect after each and every Toronto Raptors game. If you are on Twitter watching a live stream, thank you. Like the feed. Uh, hit retweet if you so choose and of course send us your comments because we want to hear from you uh, someone whose name is the complaints department says Wagwan Q then says Dubis ain't no Masai Masai is a goat how many fines Siakam Van Fleet Davis Boucher Hollis Jefferson I mean the list is longer than that for Masai if you really think about it yep. I mean Kawhi like those are fines but the trades, yep. Kawhi, trading away Bargani. Like, there's a lot of things on Masai's resume right now, for sure. He is the GOAT. I'm not mad at Masai at all. Uh, let's see. Someone's asking. Matthew checks in on Twitter, and Matthew asks, how much should we pay Freddie? He said he wants some of that max money. <laughs> now, a little context to that clip. He's talking about him and Pascal being yeah. buddies and them coming up together, sitting on the bench together, and now being the two frontline guys. And he kind of said, you know, maybe I'm sitting beside him so much, maybe I'll soak up some of that max money. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But the point is, we know Freddie's going to get a bag at the yeah. end of this year. Oh, definitely. Should the Raps just give him whatever he wants? 
Or are you kind of like, no, nah, you got to be smart and see how it all plays out? Or are you just sold at this point? Fred Van Fleet is the starting point guard of the future. He's not going anywhere. Masai has a plan. Yeah. And I don't see Masai deviating from that plan. Okay. So we all know about the summer of uh, 2021. Yep. Freddie's going to get paid. Mm-hmm. But it'll be smart. You know, if we start off the show talking about the Leafs. <laughs> and, you know. I see where this I, is going, I, I guess. I think I think all of those contracts that were signed for the, yeah. were at least one to three million dollars more than that player should have got. Okay. Right? And when you look at that between Nylander, Marner and Matthews, yeah. That might be that that's you know, three, four, five million dollars. That might be the the, the defenseman that they're missing. Yeah. Right? So that I think fair. so I think it's fair. Fred will get paid. Fred will get paid like a starting point guard. Um but it'll be within a limit that allows the Raptors to keep that cap space that they so that yeah. they want for Giannis and maybe Giannis and someone else. I was gonna say you got to keep enough cap space for Giannis and whatever other Antetokounmpo brother that yeah, might be available. Exactly, <laughs> that might sweeten the deal. Exactly, <laughs> gotta save some extra money to overpay them as well. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, uh, we just seen we just seen what what you know obviously it happened to us, but we just seen what the Clippers did, right? Well, so if Giannis decides he he he's, he wants a ring and he's coming, but he wants to come with player B, yeah, 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 you have to make sure you have room for that for sure. And the other thing too is, I know that KCP is not LeBron's brother, mm-hmm. but KCP has made a his bank account looks very nice yep. just based off the decision that he signed with Clutch Sports. Yep. <laughs> no, yeah, right. And now my guys riding shotgun with LeBron in LA, and they're the best team. In the NBA right now, as of now. Yeah. Now we all know LeBron or not LeBron, Kawhi and Paul George are getting ready to to play their first <laughs> game together tonight. But until then, right? So uh let's see here. More comments, because there's lots of people on Twitter uh and Instagram checking in. Uh DJ Raymond says reasonable money for Freddie, but we have to keep him and Siakam together. I would give him 20 mil. Uh K2's Garnett jumps in and says 20 to 25 mil. Um, I think this sums it up. Vivid body talent, vivid body tanning, pardon me, checks in and says, in Maasai we trust. I'm not going to argue with that. And there you go. And there you go. <laughs> Until proven otherwise, right? Uh, more comments here. We were talking about Mark Gasol and Tammy checks in on Instagram. Tammy says, I defend Mark all the time, usually with people who don't watch basketball on the regular. It's true. Because yeah, yeah. it's a different game. Right, it's not a game that jumps out on you like, oh, he sets good screens. Like, <laughs> that's not getting anybody. Exactly. Yeah, that's it's, not getting anybody hype. You know the, the 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 real fans. You know when you always hear about the stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Marcus all does all of that. Yeah. Right, and mm-hmm. then every once in a while he'll give you twenty and ten and six assists. Yeah. Just to throw it in there. Right. Yeah. So. It's moving like said, the, the offense, the ball, spreading the, the ball floor. Moves. When he's on the f- floor, mm-hmm. when he's on the floor, anybody gets shots. And and you have to appreciate that, yeah. especially on this team. Totally agree. Uh to back up your point, Alex checks in and says, hard not to lo- hard not to love this basketball team. It's the- almost it's almost like 
You know, like everybody loves the underdog. Mm-hmm. Like name an NBA champion that went into the next season as, as just <laughs> as just the underdog. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. now they're playing undrafted players are getting you know Fred's mm-hmm. the starting point guard. Yeah. Terrence Davis is the, right. OG and and Pascal were picked it like in the twenties somewhere, right? Yeah. Like they've. Rondé Hollis Jefferson was their highest draft pick or something, <laughs> something ridiculous like that. Like, and, and even him, he's coming, you know, didn't get extended off his rookie contract. Yeah. Came to the team, didn't have the best uh, uh, offseason and preseason, and now look at him. Yeah. Invaluable, invaluable to this team. So, I mean, how, how do you not like it? It's totally true. And you, you compare what the Raptors have done with their draft picks and you compare that to, hey, the team they played tonight, Aaron Gordon's a fourth overall pick, yep. right? Jonathan Isaac is what, a sixth overall pick? Yeah, he was, he was up there. Did I get that right? Let me see here. Jonathan Isaac, yeah, sixth overall sixth overall pick in the 2017 draft. Uh, we all know that Fultz, even though things went sideways yep. in Philly, that's still a first overall pick in the yep. NBA. Mo Bamba is another high pick in the in the draft. No, yep. where'd Mo Bamba go? He went sixth overall. So if you're looking at, you know, just how difficult the draft process is, there might not be better examples than these two teams <laughs> that you're watching right now, right? Yep. Like Orlando hasn't really been good since Dwight Howard, and yep. that's a long time ago. So that's a lot of years of being in the lottery, having a chance to you know, build and rebuild over and over again. And they haven't been able to figure out this whole drafting thing. Meanwhile, here's Masai hitting home runs on, I mean, look at the Raptors roster. Pascal, OG, Norm, Fred Van Fleet, Chris Boucher, right? Like Terrence Davis, Matt Thomas, like that is insane. There, there are no basketball prodigies in that lineup. And not digging at all. I just looked at Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz, Mo Bamba. Yeah. Right? Those are all top seven picks in the NBA draft. Like this, we can't take for granted what this organization has done top to bottom. And I think that's why, you know, Alex's point is so correct, just because how can you not cheer for this team? It is the underdog. And it's a cliche story. Everybody loves the underdog. But at the end of the day, the Raptors best personify that, even as defending NBA champions, which is incredible, I think. It's, I think the Raptors, like, if this continues, mm-hmm. they're on the verge of becoming that that San Antonio Spurs, just yeah. having that type of reputation. Yeah. The New England Patriots, mm-hmm. right? Where there's no lottery picks. There's no number one overall picks. Tom Brady was a, a fourth round pick, something like that, or sixth sixth round pick, yeah. right? But it just comes together, mm-hmm. right? You find those those gems, yeah. and you just build, and the, your reputation just just builds from there, and that's when you start attracting, like even the thought, even the thought of it's even could be could it be possible that we could get Giannis in free agency? <laughs> like a year ago, I would not even have entertained that thought. Yeah, right. Yeah. But now it's like, could it happen? Do you know what's funny? Maybe? I said from the get-go that I'm not going to allow myself to fall into this yeah. following every single Giannis rumor for the next two <laughs> years. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But I can't lie. A couple of the things that have been leaking recently, I'm just like, oh, man. Like his quote about being upset that they don't have uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, how good would he look on our team right now? And yeah. it's just like, 
that's not good. <laughs> yeah, right? and it's just, and it's just, and again, it, it, it it's, it's, it's Masai. Mm-hmm. Like if, if anybody can pull it off, yeah, it's, it's him, right? Yeah, and, and the other thing too is, like, you know, I'm not trying to get into Giannis's head because I don't know Giannis obviously. Yeah, but why wouldn't you want to come to the Raptors? If you're looking at the organizational depth, mm-hmm. we know what Masai's banking on in terms of, you know, I'm going to grab international players because the whole moving to Canada thing, yep. that appears to be such a big deal for American players. You don't got to worry about that, right, mm-hmm. with international players. Yep. So we understand that side of it. But if you're Giannis and you look at what they're doing, mm-hmm. the fact that you lost to them, they lose Kawhi, and you're looking around in the standings and they're still right there? Yeah. That's insane. And then, and then you know, another thing the Kawhi experiment's done is it's shown people that, yes, this is a market. Yeah. And, and you can, not only, it's not the city of Toronto, mm-hmm. it's Canada. Yeah. Right? So, sure. you know, it's not like, obviously, it's, it's not up to the level of maybe playing in the New York and playing in a Chicago, playing in a, in a LA where everybody's just going to be throwing money for, out of you. But it's still, it's the whole country. Yeah. Totally true. It's the whole country. And he comes here. The whole country is now buying your jersey. Totally agree. And again, thanks to you guys for tuning in for the comments. Really appreciate that. We got comments flowing in on both sides on Instagram and on Twitter. Again, if you're seeing this feed anywhere, like it. Hit the like button. Hit the retweet button on Twitter. All that fun stuff to share the love that is this, the Wrap It Up podcast. More comments here. DJ Raymond says... Should we take a page out of the Clippers book and start Giannis tampering? Larry Tannenbaum should show up to Bucks games and ask for a tour of the Bucks facilities. <laughs> I mean, uh, someone else backs What's this up. What's the Clippers get? A fifty thousand dollars fine? Larry can pay for pay that. Yo, come on, man. Uh, what's his name? Bomber went to like his eighth credit card. Yeah. To be, like, he probably borrowed his kids' like credit card to be like, "Yo, man, just put that on yours. I'll hit you back." There you go. As a joke, take like you know, what Larry Tannenbaum. Owns? Like the definition of what's fifty grand to a motherfucker like me? Can you yeah. please remind me? <laughs> Might be the foolishest that went on in terms of the Clippers tampering yep. and this load management's fines that they're getting. Like Bomber doesn't care. Yeah. I heard. Yeah, I can say this on the pod. I heard on the Lolo that like some of the things that uh, Uncle Dennis might have been offered by Balmer, and it might involve like let's just say stock options or some like shares, like just the things that were being thrown around in terms of what. Like, come on, man! What do like what? How many millions is Kawhi Leonard worth to the to the Clippers? Of course you're going to tamper. Of you course go. you're going to send a scout to follow him for a full year, check in on him. You won. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, sorry. I, I you know what? I'm I'm going to dead those talks. I don't want to bring no heat or eyes on on the Masai. <laughs> Let him move in silence. Yep. <laughs> Let him move in That's silence. Do I don't want to bait out Masai's seed. No tampering. No tampering, right? Nah. Masai wouldn't do that. So I wouldn't do that. No, we're on, we're, Follows we're the Canadians. Rules. We're honest. Yes, we're honest. We're nice. We're thoughtful. You know, we're friendly. We don't want to ruin things that are going on in Milwaukee. We'll feel really bad if he happens to leave them because yeah. we're still feeling bad because they got the beat down in four straight games <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> but 
so much going on. Uh, let's see here. More comments. Giannis also looked pretty happy when those Raptors fans sang to him in 2016 after the game in Toronto. I think that was on like Greek appreciation night yeah. or something like that or yeah. Greek heritage night. Uh, you were talking about the fan base across the country. Tammy checks in and says Regina had thousands at the stadium to watch the finals games. You got a country backing you. Real spit. Coast to coast to coast. Newfoundland had had rap had uh, Jurassic Parks popping up. And you know what? Everywhere. There's going to be a brand that realizes that it doesn't matter that you're playing in Toronto. And it might actually be better. Because I feel like we know that we were seeing mad people walking around in New Balance gear. Yeah. And that's because of Kawhi. Like, that didn't happen before. New Balance, like, crashing. That didn't happen before. And going to LA, does that have the same effect? People might be Kawhi fans, maybe, but I feel like Lakers run everything, no? So I don't know. It's it's interesting. You're still going to buy, you know, LeBron's. (laughs) True, true, true. Paul George is with Nike. It's, you know, there's more more competition there. Freddie just signed to to what? N1. N1, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Super interesting times in Raptor land, but of course... That's still a pipe dream that's a couple years away, and there's tons of stuff that could happen in between then. But in terms of right now, your Toronto Raptors are victorious over the Orlando Magic. Raptors remain undefeated at home, which is something that, you know, I think that's that's massive. That's huge. You want to protect your home court. Raps improved to 5-0 at home. Sorry, 6-0 at home. And they're 10-4 overall this season. And they hand the Orlando Magic. They're still winless on the road. Still no update on Aaron Gordon or Vucevic after the game, but I'm telling you, I think Vucevic got that Gasol flu. Meanwhile, on the Raptors side, Fred Van Vliet led the way with 24 points, 10 of 19 shooting, and also added in seven assists. Norman Powell with 15, Pascal with 18. But you know what? We got to show love to Terrence Davis as his glow-up continues. What do you do when Kyle Lowry comes back? Which, as mentioned, or no, I didn't mention, but I nope. wanted to mention the there fact that Kyle Lowry is supposed to be reassessed on Friday. Mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka could be playing this weekend. That's insane to me. How it went from walking boot like two yeah. days ago to he might play on the weekend. But either way, that means that Serge could be on the way shortly. Yep. And then Kyle Lowry not too far behind him. The beauty of it is neither one of them has to come back and play 30 minutes. True. Right? They True. can ease their way back into shape, back into the rotation. Mm-hmm. Terrence Davis and Boucher have shown that they can give you quality minutes off the bench. Yeah. Right? There's there's no need for 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 Sirs to come in and try and block every shot and yeah. for Kyle to take all take every charge and just ease your way back into it. Yeah. Right? Your the team is exactly where you left it. It's not like you got to make up for for some for losses, lost time, that, yeah, right, yeah. and and try and get back into the standings. You're right where you where you left off. Mm-hmm. Ease your way back into it. The beauty of it now too is I think in this era of positionless basketball and what we're seeing from the Raptors, you can like having these two guys come back. You can now ease Gasol's minutes yep. a lot more, but also Terrence Davis could play with Kyle and Fred. Yeah. Do you know what, like, it's just such a, Nick Nurse is, Nick Nurse played his hand perfectly so far, and now he's going to be in a position where he has some tough decisions to make in terms of minutes, because 
Norm's going to have to be looking over his shoulder because Terrence Davis is coming. So good. It's a good problem to have here. The Raptors. And, went, and I think that's the perfect, like we were talking about in the last show. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect spot to have Norm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Pressure on him. Same, I think, with OG, because OG, nine points only in this game, three of six. But I feel like having all these dudes that could play, biting at their heels, might be good. And especially while we wait for all these dudes to be consistent. Yeah. Because we're not there yet, but right now we're in a position where one night it's one night it's Terrence Davis with a big night. One night it's Boucher with a big night. The next day, it's Rondé Hollis-Jefferson with the big night. And you're getting these performances from different people. Now when you plug Serge and Kyle back in, I don't know. And I think Serge and Kyle, Serge and Kyle are going to give you a consistent consistent performance every night, mm-hmm. right? So now where it has to, we're, we're, we're winning, but it's Boucher, Terrence Davis, and Rondé mm-hmm. all pitching in, in double figures. Yeah. You're not, you may not get that over the whole full course of yeah, the season, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you might get one of them. Yep. To have a good game. Totally. Right? Now you put that in with Kyle and Serge, mm-hmm. and you still have a complete game from the from your team. Totally agree, man. It, it's it's a great problem to have for your Toronto Raptors. And as we mentioned last podcast, and I'm bringing this up again just because I saw the conversation bubble over to some other places as well. <laughs> but I'll say this. With Kyle Lowry out of the lineup and the Terrence Davis glow up continuing, I'm just saying, the feeling of what this team could look like next year or just without Kyle Lowry, whenever that is, Mm -hmm. you're not nearly as worried as you were to start the season. That's all I'm saying. Not saying you have to trade Kyle. Not saying that. Just saying, whatever the future is, looks all right now. And you know what? And you know what? It's a luxury right now. Exactly. Because just like how the thing with Kawhi just kind of happened, Who knows who's going to be unhappy where they are come trade deadline time you or never know. come the offseason. And you have somebody who, one, you can match the salaries for a big-time player. Two, mm-hmm. he's still got some game in him, right? For sure he does. He's still an all-star. Oh, yeah, So yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like you're trading an overhill the player. No, 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 no. Right? For sure. So who knows? Right now, Masai has options. And, and when you give him, a guy like him, Coach like Nick Nurse, when you give these guys options, it just it pushes them to the next level. And who knows what can happen? Who knows? But right now for the Raps, good things are happening. As again, they improve to 10-4 and four on the season after a 113-97 victory over the Orlando Magic. And again, thank you guys for tuning in on this A Wrap It Up podcast, which we are live on Twitter after each and every Toronto Raptor game at Shell Alexander. We take your comments and questions there, so like and follow up, retweet when you see it, and also taking your comments on an Instagram feed, at Sheldon Alexander. Tons of on-blast content there, really appreciate it, but also follow up, my man Q, Q, hit the people up, where can they find you, man? Um, after every Raptors game, I'm right here, I'm right here, um, all social media, catch me at simply underscore just underscore Q. And then don't forget at DDS Caps again on all social media. Check us out. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate appreciate the love. I mean, the I look at the Instagram feed and the comments. Like it's impossible for us to get to all the comments. <laughs> and you know what? And, and you know what I like is unlike other internet <laughs> chat lines, is, is everybody 
is 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 engaged in the conversation and there's no there's nothing outlandish happening here. Yeah. It is all true Raptors fans, true basketball fans, true talk. And it's a good conversation. It's a good conversation. Yeah. No one's like shouting someone down or yeah, like, yeah. yeah, being rude or whatever. It's an actual good conversation going on. And and I'm so happy that the the what we thought we were building here yeah. is actually happening. And thank you guys so much for being a part of it. Really appreciate it because this is so much fun. You know, I, yo, there's, long there's, day today. There's, no, there's nobody trying to slang mixtapes. There's nobody, <laughs> right? There's nobody, you know, posting links to porn networks. It's it's true <laughs> basketball talk from um, true basketball and true Raptors guys. I love it. It's true, man. It's good vibes up in here for sure. And I'll tell you guys, to be honest, it was a long day today. <laughs> I talk, I I rarely talk about it, but I work on Tim and Sid today. And been filling in, producing the show for about like two months now. And finished, like, you know, finished writing some stuff and stopped. And was like, okay, I'm about to go downstairs. And someone runs over there like, the Leafs just fired Mike Babcock. And my reaction was, shut up, man. No, they didn't. No, for real. Like, they just said it. They fired Mike Babcock. And then everything just went to total chaos and rip up the lineup. And, I mean, those guys are the fucking OG goats. I came up under those motherfuckers, but they just did two hours live freestyling on TV, firing after the firing of Mike Babcock. And I'm watching that and just, you know, going crazy with the chaos in the control room. And then the show ends and I sit there and I'm like, oh, yeah, the Raptors play right now. Shit. <laughs> Gotta rush home. <laughs> but getting here and getting to do this with my man's cue and getting to talk to you guys, the people, and getting to watch this championship team, which the Leafs are striving to be, yeah. makes it all worth it. And it's so much fun. And I can't stress it enough how much I appreciate you guys tuning in, whether you are on Twitter or on Instagram or listening to this, the podcast afterwards on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for spreading the love and the word that is the On Blast podcast. Also trying to get it on Spotify. Got to check up on that, actually. But either way, thank you guys for allowing me to bring the Raptors postgame show to the masses. Really appreciate you guys because I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Peace. Boom, blast.